Welcome to episode two. Sylvia here, your host with Relationships Over Religion. So today I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to share my journal entry first today from the I Am Challenge. Now I'll tell you, present day, we have completed the challenge yesterday. Yesterday was the 21st of November. We started on the 1st. So I just want to emphasize how life-changing this challenge was. So day two, the dig. And the mantra is, I am reflective. Here's the prompt. Please follow the below for the journaling of core values, for, of journaling and core values exercise. Write all of your core values in a long list in your journal. Think of literally everything and anything that comes to mind of what is important to you. Brain dump based on the things that are most vibrantly active, vibrationally active in your life. When you think you've gotten them all, find five more, five more, and then five more. So I have like a reduced ridiculous list of stuff. So I'm going to share some of them and then I'll get into my journal prompt and we'll go from there. So honesty, integrity, accountability, forgiveness, generosity, loyalty, positivity, passion, encouragement, structure, community, leadership, open-minded, solitude, adventurous, safe, transparent, um, evolving, limitless, captivating, modesty, style, class, beauty, capable, movement, being mindful, habits. So the list goes on. I, I literally, I mean, I didn't count it, but it's at least like over 50 here, maybe close to 60, 75. I'm not sure. So then this is my journal entry. didn't realize how tough this stuff was going to be, but I guess that's why it took me so long. So I am reflective. I am reflective to the values that I hold deep inside me, integrity, honesty, and authenticity. I am digging into this process the only way I know how, head first, 10 toes deep, figuring out my core values seem daunting at first, but doable. I know, I know that I value my relationship with God above all, because all other things stem from that principle alone. Next, honesty and integrity and being able to be true to myself, family, community, and being of service are also essential to me. They all contribute to my inner strength and stability. I am seen, I am heard, I am me, ever-changing and renewing myself with each new season. Instead of fearing who I was becoming and worrying, what, and worrying about what people will think, I've learned to own and love myself more with each new dawning day. God continues to work inside of me, shaping the core values and forming me at the same time. I'm able to look at myself objectively and see how far I've come, 
and look expectantly at the future to where I'm still growing. As my roots reach down and grow stronger, my flowers begin to bud and bloom. As I grow, my community grows and everyone around me grows. Also, learning to live by these core values helps me create the boundaries I need to keep me stable, strong, and secure. Yeah, day two was tough. Day, day two was tough. That, that was the end of my journal entry. And whew, my heart's beating so fast. Um, you know, like I said, doing this has been very tough for me, being vulnerable and putting myself out there. So I encourage whoever's listening that it gives you hope for you to do it for yourself in your own life. Now, to get to my topic for today, and I, I kind of mentioned it with renewing myself with each new season, but somebody mentioned something after our meditation this morning, and I jumped up to write it down because it was such a, a key part of my life, and I've realized I've had to do it over and over again, and that is... Um, grieving my old identity and I'm going to talk about the first time I grieved or realized I had to mourn who I used to be whether I whether I don't like that person or not or those choices that I used to make but the first parts of my journey while I was locked up in Linwood um in the early months, and we'll get into why I was arrested and all that stuff, all that stuff later. You gotta keep listening. Um, anyways, so I realized at some point that the drug addict, the one who used and sold and did fraud, did all kinds of stuff. Um, I had to mourn that person. I wasn't excited to. I didn't I didn't know how to. And but I just let myself feel. It was one of the first feelings I ever really had because using heroin for so long, I I really numb myself. So I realized I had to mourn that person, mourn that girl who man thought I was doing the most and it was really, really hard because I hadn't even really experienced death as a whole. Like, yeah, my grandmother died. People had died in my life, but nobody I was really close to. The closest person actually was my uncle who who died a few months ago. And that that hurt a lot. That was completely different, you know, from other funerals or situations I had to attend. Um you know, but, but this was, this was eight years ago, you know, I said in the last episode that I just celebrated eight years, so this is in the beginning of that journey, so more, probably nine or ten years ago, because before the relapse, um, I mourned myself, I mourned 
truly and deep down inside that shady girl who was always looking how to make a dollar or how to come up on somebody or how to, man, I didn't even engage in conversation unless you were putting money in my pocket. So it's, it's completely different than to who I am now where I'm like, I'm being of service. I volunteer my time, my, my, like my property, my car to be used for things. And, you know, it's, it's, it's completely shifted from who I used to be to who I am now. And like I said, Christ has been the cornerstone for all of this. So, and I'll keep reminding that because none of these layers would have been revealed thus far without believing and my eyes, my spiritual eyes being opened. So thankfully, at this point, you know, my spiritual eyes were open and I'm able to take a look at myself. This is probably the first time I was ever really reflective on myself was grieving that old identity. And I mean, I already said before in episode one that that wasn't even the time I got sober to stand here before you. I, I relapsed a couple times after that. So I had been arrested multiple times and you know, this has been a long journey. It was the third relapse that got me here today. But I still had to mourn in the process. And I, the old me wasn't even fully gone yet. So I know I, I sa it sounds like I'm speaking in figuratives. But if you followed along this long, you're pretty good. So grieving an old identity. It's like shedding an old skin. And I'd like to say that was the only time I had to do it. But just most recently, um, too, I had to shed a I had to shed a skin recently with letting go of my career. I had a career in treatment. I started as a driver and I worked my way up and got to the point of a program director, was even offered COO position somewhere else and you know, I, I respectfully declined because I was, I mourned that person already. I mourned the team I had. I mourned the clients I had, just the space we were in, everything. I had to let it go. And it was one of the hardest things I've had to let go presently. But um it was a process because even getting offered that COO position, it was like trying to pull me back, pull me back, you know, and I couldn't, I couldn't let it do that. And it was tempting. It was, it's, it's interesting how your old life will always come back to tempt you to see if you're still have an open space for that to go back. Because as long as I dabbled in it, like, still applying for jobs but not really wanting to do it, just thinking I need to make money and all these different emotions that are going through my heart and and mind that once I really cut the cord, I was able to give myself the give myself the space to allow these ideas to be birthed, this podcast and everything else I have working on in my life and it's it's amazing because 
it's a shedding of skin. You know, I want to I want to share one of my favorite verses because it's right in line with all this. And it's 2 Corinthians 5:17. Now, bear with me. It's it's just one verse I'm going to read. I'm pulling it up right now. Um Okay. Let's do this version. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Now that is the essence of where this all begins. Because, you know, I was so scared when I started to believe and and turn my life over to Christ because I thought I was going to lose my life. But the truth was, I gained a freedom that I didn't even know was possible. And that's the hope that is out there and in this process when you decide to stop looking out and start looking inward and now I see how meditation and journaling is, is part of the process. You know, my old yoga instructor told me once that his, I don't know where he learned it, but it was like a quote of some yogi that when you first come in the room, your mind is in pieces and your, your body feels like one clump. And that's how I was. And now I feel... Like my mind is in one piece and I have moving parts in my body. And to connect mind, body and heart, soul, spirit and to be authentically me and love it is the greatest gift that I could have ever been given. And it's, it's, open, to, it's open to all of you. It's open to every single person. If you just give God a chance, give this, give the Bible a chance and really allow your mind to be renewed. Allow something that has lasted so long to really make an impact, you know, and it's, it's beautiful because I know this isn't even the end. I know I grieved multiple parts of who I used to be. And I'm going to grieve parts of me again in the future because what I'm doing now is not what I'm going to be doing forever. And I'm going to have to, you know, let go of some of the things and evolve some more and, and change some more. You know, my husband always says, um, you, you, either, you either change with the times or you get stuck behind. And the times are changing all around us. The economy is changing, the world is changing, climate is changing, everything is changing. Now, I truly believe God has a plan for it all, and, you know, we just got to do our part, but we got to open our eyes. We got to open our eyes. We have to open our eyes because without opening our eyes, it's the blind leading the blind, you know, I'll share one more story. The first time my eyes felt really open. 
shortly, I'm not sure when it happened, but shortly after, like, I really asked Jesus into my heart and, you know, that clean date in jail and went from saying Jay to Jesus and really praying in his name. There was one day I woke up. Now, this still happened in jail, and this is why it's so profound for me, is that woke up one morning, there's nothing special going on, put my county blues on, you know. Um, I think I was leaving the dorm to go to the medical wing or somewhere. I was, I was going somewhere in the jail, and I'm walking with however many inmates. I don't know, you got to have, like, your hands in your pockets, and, you know, you walk in a straight line the whole bit, and there's these windows. Now, the windows in jail are not big. They're, like, maybe two inches wide and then like really long so I don't know two feet three feet long but then they're kind of like foggy so you can't really even see through them you know it's it's all just a tease but this one day when I was walking through man the light the light from coming from outside was brighter than any other day and the colors, when I was able to like peek outside and see the green or the flowers or whatever was outside, it was so vibrant. It was as if everything came alive to me, still in such a dark place. It didn't matter. God showed me something and that's that's when I knew something was happening. I knew I knew there was a, there was a shift in my spirit, and you know everybody's experience is going to be different. But um, that was that was a big one. That was a big one for me. So I hope this gave you hope, and I pray that you're able if you're in the middle of letting go of an old self and trying to find the new self, I encourage you to give yourself grace, reach out, and, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. There's tools and resources out there. Feel free. You can, you can message this podcast. You can find me on social media. It's Sylvia's Two Cents. You know, you can... There's tools out there, and I don't want anybody to feel like they're alone because my God will never leave you or forsake you. He promised that. And I've experienced this, and I've felt it, and I know it in the core of my being. I thank you guys for listening. And till next time, like and share with your friends. Don't forget to hit subscribe. Bye.